Engaged Forum. Um, good evening. This is the April 19th, 2021 meeting of the Landmarks Commission. Uh, I am going to pass it over to Lauren um, for her um, words first. All right, Landmarks Commission members, please use video if you're able so we can ensure we have quorum. If you wish to speak, remember to use the raise hand feature. Also use the raise hand feature to make a motion or second. Voting will be considered unanimous. However, if you object to a unanimous vote, please use the raise hand feature when the chair asks for objections and a roll call vote will be taken. Members of the public who have registered to speak, you will remain muted until called upon and then staff will unmute you. You will have three minutes to speak and staff will tell you when your time is up. Please do not use your video. If you turn on your video, it will be shut off. Chair, the floor is yours. Thank you, Lauren. Uh, first things first, I will call for the approval of the April 5th meeting. Um, for an approval. Uh, looks like David is motioning to approve those minutes. Yes, ma'am. And Arvina is seconding. I will assume unanimous consent unless I see otherwise. Okay, thank you. Um, next up, we have public comment. Um, this is for anyone who is interested in commenting on something that is not on the agenda. Uh, Heather, do we have anybody um, scheduled for this? We have no registrants for this agenda item. Okay, great. Then we will move on to disclosures and recusals. Uh, members of the body should make any requests, required disclosures or recusals under the city's ethics code. We have any? I see none. So I will uh, move on to um, our consent agenda. Um, and so uh, I believe Lauren sent around an email for the items that we were thinking about for our request for our consent agenda. It is the practice of the Landmarks Commission to approve a consent agenda. This includes items that are removed from the agenda to be voted on as a group on which staff believes an application has had sufficient review towards approval with all of the conditions placed upon it. The applicant accepts those conditions and there are no individuals who are registered to speak in opposition of the item. The consent agenda is addressed at the beginning of the meeting to allow applicants and registrants to leave the meeting unless a member of the commission requests separation, and then that agenda item is placed back on the agenda and reviewed as part of the regular course of business. The following are proposed for the consent agenda. Item number three, Legistar file 64875. Item four, Legistar file 68476. Item number five, Legistar file 64877. And item number six, Legistar file 64878. Uh, do any commissioners at this time request a separation of the project? I am not seeing that. So do we have a motion on the consent agenda? I'll move approval of the consent agenda. 
Thank you. Do we have a second? I'll second. Okay, then I will assume unanimous consent, unless I see otherwise. Okay, so that means that all of those items are approved with staff comment, and we can move on to uh, item number two, Legistar file 64874, uh, 310 to 312 North Prospect Avenue. Um and I will pass it over to Heather for her presentation. So up on the screen, we have a uh, relatively recent picture of the property in question as provided by the applicant. This is addressed as 310 to 312 North Prospect Avenue. For history of the property, the building was constructed in 1911, uh, known as the A.E. Runge Apartment Building, um, and historically housed UW faculty and some staff from the U.S. Forest Service uh, U.S. Forest Service Forest Products Lab. Um, there were some questions in the application about whether this property was actually in the University Heights Local Historic District. So I put up a map here to show that this is what my GIS looks like. Um, so the uh, orange area is the local district. There is a sort of darker orangey area that are areas that are both listed in the local historic district and the National Register Historic District. I did a red outline about the subject property. This property is both in the University Heights Local Historic District and in the University Heights National Register Historic District. Um, so for the proposed work, the proposed work is to replace um, a historic window on the third floor with a new fiberglass unit as part of a bathroom remodel. Staff had recommended installation of an interior storm and retaining the existing window. So here we have a picture of the uh, interior view of the existing window and then an exterior view. Um, so uh, part of this work during the interim between uh, the present preservation planner and the previous preservation planner, um, there was uh, some staff serving as interim preservation planners. And during that time, uh, one of the interim preservation planners did approve a similar project on this building um, as part of similar work in one of the other units. However, uh, that work does not comply with uh, precedent from uh, the Landmarks Commission and other staff approvals uh, by the preservation planners. So for applicable standards, we're talking about uh, 41.181D for uh, the frustrating the public good section for uh, standards for a certificate of appropriateness attached to the staff report. There's also the memo from the city attorney's office regarding the uh, need for preserving historic windows in terms of being in compliance with the uh, interest of uh, preserving historic resources that is an essential part of the Historic Preservation Ordinance. We're also looking at the University Heights Standards in 41.24 uh, subsection 6. For alterations, alterations shall be compatible in scale, materials, and texture with the existing structure. Uh, Landmarks Commission has approved some fiberglass windows in some very limited circumstances, um, and that's been in situations where the uh, window proposed for replacement is a foundation or basement level window and um, would potentially be underwater. Um, but even then, these are talking about windows that are, are not necessarily highly visible um, from the public right-of-way. Otherwise, uh, the types of replacement windows Landmarks Commission has been looking at are uh, wood or um, there are some other uh, composite materials that are uh, adequately replicating wood and uh, some of the clad windows. 
So for the staff recommendation, staff believes that the standards for granting a certificate of appropriateness are not met and recommends Landmarks Commission deny, deny the project as proposed. This uh, particular property, uh, in addition to being in the local historic district and requiring a certificate of appropriateness, the rehab of the interior space is potentially eligible for preservation tax credits um, through the state, and since this is an income-producing property, potentially also for federal preservation tax credits to help support work that is in compliance with our standards and with federal standards. Okay, thank you, Heather. Are there any registrants for this item? There is one registrant, uh, Karen Lee Weidig, um, registered in support and also is the applicant and um, is available to answer questions. Okay, does anyone have any questions for the applicant? Okay, David? Got it. Thank you. Um, this may have been said, I apologize if it has, but uh, does this window actually fall within the shower stall itself or is it just adjacent? Because the photos make it look like it's just adjacent to the shower stall, so I'd just like some clarification. Um, so uh, I can answer that, although the applicant can answer as well. At present, uh, it is outside of the shower stall. As part of the interior remodel of the bathroom, it would uh, be within the area of the shower stall. Is that a desire or a necessity? Um, I, I don't. That isn't necessarily part of our purview about uh, the desire or necessity. Yeah, I guess what I meant to be. I guess the better way to ask. I apologize. Um, the shower can remain configured as it is, essentially remaining outside the window space and still be functional. That's what they have right now, it sounds like. I, I would suggest that uh, that is a question that the applicant should answer. Okay. Hi. Um, the expense and complication of repairing the shower was deemed by our owners to be only worthwhile if we enhanced the shower. So what we're trying to do is make it a little larger, which then, yes, your point is very well taken, would include then the window, which is precisely why we want weatherproof material. Thank you. Thank you. Does anyone else have any questions? Okay. Um, any discussion or? Or a motion? I'd entertain a motion also. <laughs> Sorry, just looking at the pictures and stuff here. Yeah. Um, I'm willing to do a motion. I'm willing to entertain a motion. <laughs> I motion to, um, I guess at this point, to deny the request for replacing the window. 
uh, rather see it repaired than replaced. So tonight as a project is proposed. I'll second. Yeah. Okay, any additional discussion? Um, seeing none, I guess I will uh, prove this, or I guess I will, what's the word I'm looking for? I apologize. Uh, this, pass, this item passes by a unanimous consent, I think. I'm seeing it. Um, and the request has been denied. I would ask the applicant to continue working with the staff to come to a uh, better um, window that would work for what you are proposing. Um, and with that, we will move on um, to number seven, Legistar file 63345, the secretary's report. So what we have underneath the secretary's report is a memo that went out to all of the uh, BCCs, uh, boards, uh, committees, and commissions uh, staffed by uh, the planning division. And this is in line with a recently issued uh, staff guidance related to gender-inclusive language. Um, and with that, though, we turned it over to the way that uh, planning division bodies do business. Um, and making sure that members of the public feel, uh, well, and commissioners and staff feel welcome uh, at, while we do business. So this is not necessarily a call to remove all gendered language, but to uh, slow down, be mindful, and not necessarily make assumptions. When we were, uh, as a staff, talking about drafting together this memo, um, we were talking to the staff who um, – staffs, uh, the various BCCs, uh, were talking through the technicalities of how their bodies work. And I said, you know, I don't think we use particularly gendered language. And then the next day we had our uh, Lamarts Commission meeting, and I was noticing how much gender language we use. And as part of that, we were talking about uh, one of the projects and um, that, that somebody had asked a question about uh, something related to the project. And I said, well, the applicant, he said, and I, as soon as that came out of my mouth, I thought, I don't know that. Um, and I was making this big old assumption there. And here I say, no, we don't really use gender language in Landmarks Commission. Um, so this is a request that we all slow down and not necessarily make assumptions about uh, someone's gender identity. You are welcome to continue to use gendered language. Um, you'll see in my uh, little tag there for uh, Zoom, I put my pronouns there. Please feel free to call me she, her, um, or call me Heather, or call me Ms. Bailey, whatever you want to call me. Uh, well, I don't know about whatever you want to call me. <laughs> whatever is appropriate for a recorded meeting. Um, but this is more of a call for being mindful in how we are speaking about people and with people so that they feel welcome at our meetings. Okay. I think this is um, an excellent thing for the city to think about so and for us to think about moving forward so thank you for that heather and thank the city for that um and i'm sure if anyone has any questions they can either reach out to heather or uh the person who sent the email so i guess i will move on to legistar file 63446 
buildings proposed for demolition. Um, I will hand it over to Heather. Okay, so um, as you've read through um, the Associated Staff Report, um, all of these properties that I have here listed on this particular slide, there's no city preservation file, there's no uh, site file uh, with the Wisconsin Historical Society. So for going through all of these, there's photos of each of these properties in the staff report. Um, 2621 Mullen Street is a single-family residence. It was constructed in 1925. Um, it's had a lot of changes over time, and I would say it is uh, lacking in historic integrity, and we don't have any information about uh, the history of this particular property. Um, the rest of these properties are uh, commercial in some shape or fashion, um, some of them uh, much more recent. Um, but again, we're going down to uh, the, none of these have uh, any type of documentation to convey that uh, these have a particular historic association. Um, so with all of these, uh, I am recommending the commission finds that the buildings have no known historic value for this set of addresses. However, if uh, the commission uh, would like to make a different decision, here are the other motions that are part of uh, the Landmarks Commission Policy Manual for how we proceed with reviewing these types of projects. Heather, I have a question just about the Nakoma Golf Course, um, the pool house. When was Nakoma developed as a... Uh, golf course do you know I don't know off the top of my head I will say um, the property was deemed uh, uh, not eligible uh, to the National Register previously and you'll if you look at the boundary for the Nakoma National Register District this particular property is very purposefully left out um, there are, even of the buildings uh, back when Nakoma went through the National Register process, the, uh, the buildings that were there have undergone uh, significant uh, changes over time, uh, additions and reconfigurations on the exteriors. So of the pool house and the pool, um, those were constructed in 1973. Okay. actually if they have any information on their website oh here we go they do have a history page okay it opened and it looks like 1925 so okay I was curious if it was a later golf course and the um 73 kind of went with that um but okay um, uh, does anyone want to break any of these out? Otherwise, I will entertain a motion. Uh, sorry. No, sorry, I was not bringing it up. But yeah, I'll make a motion to uh, no known historic value for all of these that are listed here. Okay, great. And a second? I'll second. Okay. Thank you, Rich. And I will assume unanimous content and we will find and we find that these buildings have no known historic value. So then next um, on the list is the sole remaining property, two 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 East Olin Avenue. Um, this 
particular building was constructed in 1930. Um, it is a historic roadhouse from the Prohibition era. Um, it originally opened as Eddie's Wonder Bar, um, opened by Eddie Tui, who was the brother of Roger the Terrible Tui. <laughs> um, they were the uh, Tuis were a part of an Irish gang based out of Chicago, and it, from the reading that I was doing, it looks like both Eddie and Roger were actually more of a team while they were in Chicago. Um, but at a certain point, uh, Eddie came up here to Madison and opened up uh, the, the Wonder Bar. There was this network of uh, roadhouses like this uh, across the Midwest, which were venues for uh, various gangs, particularly gangs uh, in Chicago, to distribute um, the uh, illegal alcohol, um, but also um, the illegal gambling. Um, the Tuies were uh, rivals of Capone, and there's uh, lots of drama and stories related to uh, Roger Tui and uh, the, his tangles uh, with Capone. Um, there was a draft landmark nomination that came in in 2008 uh, that was uh, submitted by the Madison Trust for Historic Preservation. They uh, requested that that be uh, not proceed through the full process at the request of the property owner. But the uh, nomination is on file as a draft, and it made a case that this property uh, was eligible as a Madison landmark due to both it being uh, a good intact example of a uh, roadhouse uh, structure and due to its uh, connection to the Prohibition era history here in the Madison area. So, with that information, um, here are your standard set of motions um, from, uh, again, our policy manual for this is going to be an advisory recommendation to the Plan Commission regarding the historic value of the property. Okay, thank you, Heather. And we don't have anyone to comment on this today or? Let me refresh the list one more time. I will say um, the alder for the district uh, is present, um, Alder Lemmer, and perhaps uh, Alder Lemmer would wish to speak on this. Yes, Alder Lemmer, do you have anything to say? Thank you. I'm actually not the alder for the district. Oh. I believe that's Alder Carter. Um, I have heard concerns from my district about demolishing this building, though. So I would urge um, a lot of, like, discussion and thoughtfulness on this. Um, we don't have a lot of um, buildings left over from the Prohibition era. So um, uh, it would, I've heard from a lot of folks who would really like to see this building preserved. Well, thank you for your comments. Um, I will turn it over to the commission. Are there any um, discussion or comments? Embarrassingly, I have to admit I've never made it to the place as much as I've always wanted to go. So I guess it's too late. Or not yet, sorry. <laughs> but given the amount of history, I'm surprised that it isn't being considered to be incorporated somehow because you'd think it would at least be an attraction for the development too. <laughs> purely on the commercial side of things. Um, 
Yeah, it's unfortunate to leave a piece, lose a piece of history, especially one that's traveled through the state and made part of the state part of that same history, I guess. Um, yeah, just looking at it. I'm curious if anybody else has to think about it. I, mean, I was leading definitely towards uh, C as far as having historic value and potentially landmarked as well. Uh, and I'd like I would to agree also with that. Had all the documentation has been presented to us as well, of course. Um, the historic information and the concerns from, actually wasn't really concerns, but uh, the first attempt at a nomination, I know it's in our records, which just make sure it gets carried, gets carried forth. So is that a motion to find it? Yeah. Yes, please. Second. Okay, I guess my next question before I move on is, Heather, is there anything additional? I think sometimes you have asked us to craft specific statements to plan commission. I'd just like to remind everyone on the call that plan commission gives the final um, demo call. So please uh, look at their schedule. And um, if you if you feel strongly about this building, please um, go to their meeting where they're discussing it. Um, but do you have any, do you think we should add additional guidance? I definitely think we should attach that original 2008 report. Um, we can do that. Um, my recommendation would be to uh, cite, uh, I suppose, specific findings for why the Landmarks Commission is recommending a finding of C. Um, some possible suggestions are that uh, it is an, uh, one of the things here in the list is um, uh, intact or rare example of a certain architectural style or method of construction. So this is a very intact representation of a roadhouse, of a Prohibition era roadhouse. Um, one of the other uh, areas in the list is uh, historic value based on historic significance, and I would cite the uh, Prohibition-era history of this particular property. Okay. Does anyone have any um, suggestions to amend that initial finding of C? Um, Ms. Bailey said it very well. I guess I thought it was sort of implied too. I apologize for being so vague, but but yes, if I may, um, for the reasons being historic, architecturally for significant style, as a prohibition style roadhouse, and of course, its uniqueness too, um, and of course, the history of being a prohibition uh, roadhouse and playing a significant, I should say, a, a strong part of that history uh, in the city of Madison, which was mentioned earlier, by the elder, we have very few of, if any. Not sure. <laughs> um, that, of course, and usually we do landmarks due to uh, famous figures in history that do do us good. <laughs> so I don't know if these guys would qualify necessarily in that category, but they are definitely famous figures in history, not just in our area, but nationally, I would say as well. Thank you, David. Um, and Rich has already seconded it. So I am going to assume unanimous consent and we will uh, pass those comments on to the plan commission um, as well as that 2008 draft. 
nomination. Uh, anything else? Otherwise, I will entertain a motion for adjournment. Move for adjournment. I'll move. Oh, I'll second. <laughs> okay, then I guess the meeting is over. Thank you, everyone, for coming, and uh, we will see you next time. Thanks, Katie. Thanks. We're sitting Thanks in. Thanks for leading, Chair.